you know a spot. But not just a spot. The spot. Actually, with the 2023 Nissan Frontier, you know a bunch of them. But the key to these great spots? Being able to reach them in the first place. Your spot is out there. Find your Frontier in the 2023 Nissan Frontier with standard 310 horsepower, advanced tech, and 281 pound-feet of torque. State Farm Insurance knows that understanding and investing in our cultural identity is paramount in protecting our future. We know what it's like to go from nothing to something to wish that we had better financial literacy when we were younger. Luckily, State Farm is here to help with funding programs like Project Ready, which is committed to education achievement and has already awarded over $11 million in scholarship offers to black and brown youth since 2021. State Farm believes that being better neighbors creates better communities. Like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. My dad works in B2B marketing, but I never really knew what that meant. Then one day, my dad came by my school for career day and told everyone in my class he was a big MQL man. Then he just kept saying things like, the more MQLs, the better, over and over. My friends still laugh at me to this day. I think it means marketing qualified lead. One thing's for sure. I'll be known as the MQL man's kid for the rest of my days. Why couldn't you just be a fireman or a lawyer? Why? You ruined my life, Dad. Not everyone gets B2B, but LinkedIn has the people who do. And with ads on LinkedIn, you'll be able to reach people based on job title, industry, likelihood to buy, and more. Start converting your B2B audience into high-quality leads today. We'll even give you $100 credit on your next ad campaign. Go to linkedin.com customer to claim your credit. That's linkedin.com customer. Terms and conditions apply. LinkedIn, the place to be, to be. The lecture you're about to hear comes from Afrotech 2017, which was held in San Francisco, California. Marlon Nichols, a VC with Mac Venture Capital, is on the main stage helping us understand startup funding rounds and their impacts on the cap table, which is a spreadsheet or table that shows the equity capitalization for a company. Cap tables include all the equity in the company, like common and preferred shares and more. It says who owns what, basically. Marlon is the person to give this talk. He's a C-stage venture capitalist that invests in visionary founders building the future that the world wants to see. Some of his current and previous portfolio companies include Blavity, which owns Afrotech, Gimlet Media, Listener, Maven, MongoDB, Playverses, and more. What I remember so much about this talk from Afrotech 2017 is how full of knowledge it was. Things that were critical to a founder's potential outcome. Like in the music business, artists get so excited about getting a record deal that they don't read their contracts. Therefore, don't understand the economics of selling a record, touring, or merchandise. In the world of startups, too many founders get a big surprise when they go to sell and find out they're not going to get as much of the pie as they once thought because they're so diluted. So founders, listen in. It's the holiday season and I'm preparing some more fire interviews for you guys to bring in the new year. But for now, enjoy this throwback. So we're going to get into, into cap tables. So basically, uh, where's our runner? I'm going I'm to start. I'm going to make this real interactive, right? All right, cool. Who, who can tell me what a cap table is? Anybody? It's on the screen. 
basically it's your it's your it's your ledger, right? It's your it's your um, record for ownership within your company, and it covers two types of stock primarily. There's common stock and preferred stock. Um, again, everyone know what the difference between those two are? Huh? No? Man, y'all do your homework? I sent it out. Now, um, so common stock is generally what um, founders get, and preferred stock is what uh, investors purchase or, um, or trade. And the difference is that preferred stock gets, gets some more, um, uh, I guess, uh, privileges than common stock does. For instance, when you, when you start thinking about change of control um, or wanting to raise more capital, or anything like that, um, the preferred stock owners are gonna um, have to approve that in order for it to get done. So I guess the, 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 biggest, the biggest thing you can take away from, it, from me today is that once you raise capital from uh, venture capitalists or any investors, you start to give up some control of your company. All right? All right, so cool. So what I did was put together this exercise um, where we're gonna pretend that um, we're an entrepreneur and uh, we're raising, we're creating our company, and we're raising a couple rounds of funding. And uh, the first round of funding is going to be a convertible note. Um, does anyone know what a convertible note is? We got one right there. <laughs> um, essentially, I think if if I have it right, it's a a debt product that on your next round of capital converts into equity at a discount for your investors. That's perfect. And so the, the reason why, um, yeah. So the reason why um, uh, a startup would raise a convertible note as opposed to doing a price round or a straight equity round initially, um, there, there are a few reasons, but the, the primary reason is you don't, wanna, you don't wanna price it. So you don't wanna put a price tag on your company before you start it because that, that's gonna um, act as a trigger for uh, further pricing down, down the road. So if you're, really, if you're really early and you don't wanna say, oh, my company's only worth you know, uh, $2 million, you can do something that is a, a convertible note and um, you have this thing on it called a, a cap. I'll talk about it in, in a little bit, but um, that's uh, implied valuation as opposed to a hard valuation. So you're leaving the door open to be able to either price your company up or down um, later on. Make sense? Question right here. Can you do a convertible note if you have an LLC or is that also similar to what Barry shared earlier where you have to get a C Corp if you're taking a My lawyer can answer that. The answer is uh, yes. Um, you can't uh, actually, it can't convert into equity until it's a corporation though. Yeah, and, and if the, I'm not giving legal advice here, I'm not a, not a lawyer, but if you're gonna start a, um, a company and you intend to, to take on um, capital, then you should just start with a corporation. All right, so um, any other questions before, yeah. Um, what are your opinion, uh, what is your opinion on a safe versus a convertible note? As an investor, I don't like safe. So um, to, for everybody else, a safe is a, it's kind of a um, derivative of a convertible note. Um, it was created by, by uh, the folks at Y Combinator and it's meant to be um, equally investor and, and founder friendly, but really it's, it's founder friendly. Um, so there, 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 there's some issues that I have with it. 
Um, one, there's usually not a, a maturity date on it, so this note can just live in perpetuity. As an investor, I'm, I'm, invest, I'm, I'm doing this note, I'm investing in your company because I want that to turn into equity. There's also a lot of times it's, um, it's very um, coy about what happens um, once this thing converts. Do I convert um, on par with whatever round, um, whatever financing that's happening? Am I junior to that? Am I senior to it? it there's just a lot of issues um, for an investor. So we've never done a straight um, safe. We've always made those changes to it. So might as well just start with a convertible note. And I think um, there have been some, some reports from founders uh, where they're also finding issues with the, with the safe down the road. But it was meant to be, a, um, you know, it was, it was a nice try. <laughs> All right. Yeah. Which side of the table usually decides whether it's going to be a valued round or a convertible note? It depends, really. Um, most of the time, it's the it's the, the founder. Um, but I'll give you one. I'll give you an experience that I had where I had a founder that was coming out of Y Combinator, um, uh, Leandro at uh, Hinge Two. And uh, he, his intention was to raise a, a note, um, but he had he had done enough where it made sense to to, to basically price it, and um, you know the, the 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 thing that investors think about when it's uh, when you're doing a note is there's some there's some uh, there's some variables that you can't control there right you can't control what the valuation of the price round is going to be so I I prefer to know what that is and set that if I can. Um, but if, uh, again, like I said before, if, a, um, if an entrepreneur is really early and, you know, the data is not there to properly price it, then they may prefer to go with, uh, go with a note. But it's, it's a conversation. Sometimes. It depends on who has the power. If it's a really hot startup and this is what they want to do and you want in, then that's what you're going to do. All right. Okay. So uh, let's move in. Everybody, who did their homework? <laughs> okay, this is gonna be harder. Um, all right, so the the first exercise, right? So we're starting this company. Um, we have hmm? there we go. We have ten million um, authorized shares in the company, and uh, two founders between the two of them uh, are taking fifty percent of that. So uh, they're taking uh, two point five uh, million shares each, right? And um, this is their first round round of investment, and again, it's a note. Um, it's a note, and uh, they're taking in 500k from from Dope VC. That's me. All right. Um, there's a there's a cap on the note, which again is a is an implied valuation. And so, a little bit more about that. What what, what this means is, when um, when either when the note matures, right? So let's say we have a we have a um, a 24 month term on this note. It then turns into equity. At that point, this, um, this five million cap becomes the valuation, right? Now, if there is a price round before that maturity date, then the valuation is at whatever um, price is set by the, the investor that's leading that round, right? So if, uh, here's, here's the upside or the good thing about um, notes, potentially good thing about notes for investors is that if I have a five million cap, and the valuation is set at 10 million, 
then I pay as I pay a price of five million for those shares as opposed to ten million. So I'm kind of winning, right? Um, but it's it's a privilege that I get for for taking the risk early. Um, and then you ha and then the other thing is the I'll get to you in a second. The other thing is um, you have a 25% discount. So it's either or. It's whichever is lower. So if the you know if it is a 10 million dollar valuation that's set, um, and it's, it's 20, you know I have I can either choose between uh, taking 75 a price that's 75 percent of that, or I can take the five million. Obviously, five is lower than 7.5, so I'm gonna take five, <laughs> right? Um, and then uh, there's it's a note. It's a it's a debt instrument, so there's interest that's uh, accumulated every year. Um, you had a question right here. Seeing our communities grow and thrive is something we care deeply about here at Black Tech Green Money. State Farm Insurance also cares about the growth of black communities. They're actively investing in programs and initiatives that help provide financial literacy, give early career advice, and grow black-owned businesses, thus leading to generational wealth, which helps protect the future of our communities. We want to build a future that we all can be proud of. State Farm understands that representation alone doesn't equate to authenticity. It also requires active sponsorship of programs like the AXO, a year-long program that recognizes and rewards high school students for their academic and cultural achievements, along with funding programs like Project Ready, a national urban league program committed to educational achievement of black and brown youth that has awarded over $11 million in scholarship offers to date. State Farm believes that being better neighbors creates better communities and can have a long-lasting impact. Like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. You know a spot, but not just a spot, the spot. Actually, with the 2023 Nissan Frontier, you know a bunch of them. But the key to these great spots? Being able to reach them in the first place. Your spot is out there. Find your Frontier in the 2023 Nissan Frontier with standard 310 horsepower, advanced tech, and 281 pound-feet of torque. How do we level the playing field for all entrepreneurs? 55% of white businesses survive the startup phase, while only 4% of black businesses do the same. So I want every black entrepreneur to know about the One Million Black Businesses Initiative. The One Million Black Businesses Initiative is an award-winning program created by Shopify and Operation Hope. They're on a mission to start, grow, and scale 1 million black businesses by 2030, driving wealth creation for the black community. Out of 6 million employer-owned businesses in the U.S., only 2.3% have black ownership. This program gives black entrepreneurs tools and resources to level the playing field, from free business coaching to tailored training and extended free Shopify trial. Shopify's made a 10-year, multi-million dollar commitment to the program, and it's working. The initiative already started, supported, and engaged with over 334,000 black businesses, helping them operate businesses that sell anything from skateboards to coffee beans to apparel. Business owners love this program. Simone Harvin, founder of SC Creative Group, says, The 1 million black businesses experience for me was unlike any other program I've been a part of, primarily because it was for us and it was by us. Here at Drink Champs, we are always interacting with our listeners, many being black entrepreneurs. Shopify is one of those platforms that empowers and emboldens entrepreneurship. So chart your own path for business success with the One Million Black Businesses Initiative and Shopify. Bring your business to Shopify with an exclusive offer at shopify.com slash B-E-N, all lowercase. Go to shopify.com slash B-E-N. 
N. I'm sorry, give me the mic. I was saying initially, the value of your company is based on what investments you've got or so, uh, how you, does that work? So your question is how, how's the valuation set, right? Um, it's kind of ambiguous, actually. Um, it, it, it can be, you know, an entrepreneur feels that their, their company is worth this amount. Um, from an investor's perspective, if there are tangible things like revenue, right, I'll look at that um, and then apply a, a multiple towards that, that revenue. So let's say other companies in the space are, let's call it trading at a 4X multiple, I would apply that 4X to, to that revenue number and that's how I get my, my valuation. But then there are other things you gotta consider too, like you know, is this a return founder? Um, has she sold a company before for a lot of money? Has she taken a company public before? Is this the same team? You give them some credit for that so the valuation starts to inch up, right? Is it a, um, is it a really new and hot space? Is this deal really competitive? Is um, you know, Ryan over at Kapoor Capital trying to steal a deal from me? And I gotta and I gotta outprice him or something like that, right? So um, a, a lot of things go into it, but uh, generally try to find markers and um, and uh, yeah, industry markers to, to help you figure it out. All right. So jumping into the model, I mean, if you can do division, you can create a cap table, right? That's that that's all it is. So I'm just gonna try to walk you guys through this. Hopefully, it's not too clumsy. All right. So. We said that um, there were 10 million authorized shares and the found, each of the founders, so founder one and founder two, can you see my, oh, you guys gotta put that back up. Okay, um, sorry, so founder one, founder two, um, both have 2.5 uh, million shares each, right? Totaling down here, 5 million shares. The valuation cap for the note was 5 million, so that's, that's here. The, the importance of the valuation cap is it determines what I'm going to pay per share um, of stock, right? So, for instance, so basically, and what I'm gonna look at is the number of shares that have been allocated, right? And I'm gonna divide that, um, <clears throat> I'm gonna uh, divide the valuation by the number of shares that have been allocated. And that's how I get my price valuation per share, right? So it's, it's just division. So that's how I got to, to $1 here. Um, now, that's just the, so that's the, the common. Uh, I got an investor actually two investors that um, put in 500K each, Dope VC and Investor One, right? Totaling one million, right? So, so now there's been $1 million uh, invested into the company in the form of a convertible note. And uh, the only other thing on, on, this, on this exercise that um, is really important to, to point out is Remember we talked about the, the purpose of having a cap table is to understand your ownership, right? How much of my company do I now own? So as the founders, with just that $1 million investment, 
combined, they own 83.3% of the company, right? Which is a great place to, um, to be when you're, when you're starting a company. I think I have some trigger questions. Yeah, so we talked about the cap and the discount. So let's, let's move forward to exercise two. Now exercise two builds on exercise one. So, you know, a year has passed and um, my company has done well and uh, someone, or your company has done well, I'm the investor, your company has done well, and so you're raising another round of funding to help you with growth, right? So what's gonna happen here? Your seed notes are gonna convert. They're gonna either convert at um, the five million cap or 25% or 75% of, uh, of the valuation. The, um, the, the investor, the new investor, they're gonna price this thing, so they're gonna set a pre-money valuation of 13 million. Anybody know the difference between a pre-money and post-money? <laughs> pre-money, yeah, she, she got it. Pre-money is um, the, the price of the company or what the company is valued at prior to the investment. And then the post money is, um, it's an addition of the valuation of the, the, the pre and the dollars that came in um, after, right? And so when you're, when you're talking about, when, before the round is done, you talk about valuation in terms of pre-money. And then once the round is, um, is, has concluded, then you speak about it in terms of uh, post money. It's, uh, so there, there, there wasn't, right? Because it's not an equity round. It's basically debt at that point. The, the, the question was, was the five million um, cap considered uh, post or, or pre? And it's, um, it's neither, actually, because it's a convertible note. It's a debt instrument at that point. And while you're holding a note, you're not actually holding equity. And so there, and so there isn't a true valuation at that, at that point. I already know the answer, but for some of the um, entrepreneurs here, so what is the the average interest rate when giving out a convertible note? Who sets that, the investor or the founder of the company? Like everything involving a deal, it's everything's negotiable, right? So um, and it depends who has who has more power in the deal, but typically you'll have a lawyer and that law firm would have seen some number of, of, of deals similar to this, and they'll say, hey, the, the average or the, or the uh, median interest rate is this. And so that's what they'll, they'll say, let's go with, right? And as an investor, you know, I'm thinking about it from a, you know, a risk-reward standpoint, um, and I may go up and I may go down, and it's basically just another, another level for, lever for negotiation. Um, typically, if you're really bullish on the deal, the interest rate doesn't doesn't matter so much to you, right? Um, there there are other factors that are that are more important. So if the you know if the entrepreneur wants a lower interest rate, you're probably going to do that, right? And you know if, if things go as they should, the um, the interest that you're going to get over a year or a two year period is not going to really be material in terms of your your ownership. 
State Farm Insurance gets it. Representation alone doesn't equate to authenticity. State Farm understands and wants to help protect our communities by investing in our future, building off the hard work our parents have done before us. We all are looking to create generational wealth so that our families and generations behind us have a better starting point than we did. That begins with financial literacy. State Farm helps fund programs like Project Ready, a National Urban League program committed to the educational achievement of black and brown youth. To date, participants have been awarded over $11 million in scholarships offers as a direct result of contributions from State Farm. At Eating Walbrook, we hear inspiring rags to riches stories on each episode from our guests, but with State Farm, you can begin to write your own success story. State Farm believes that being better neighbors creates better communities and have a long-lasting impact. Like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. You know a spot, but not just a spot, the spot. Actually, with the 2023 Nissan Frontier, you know a bunch of them. But the key to these great spots? Being able to reach them in the first place. Your spot is out there. Find your Frontier in the 2023 Nissan Frontier with standard 310 horsepower, advanced tech, and 281 pound-feet of torque. My dad works in B2B marketing, but I never really knew what that meant. Then one day, my dad came by my school for career day and told everyone in my class he was a big MQL man. Then he just kept saying things like, the more MQLs, the better, over and over. My friends still laugh at me to this day. I think it means marketing qualified lead. One thing's for sure. I'll be known as the MQL man's kid for the rest of my days. Why couldn't you just be a fireman or a lawyer? Why? You ruined my life, Dad. Not everyone gets B2B, but LinkedIn has the people who do. And with ads on LinkedIn, you'll be able to reach people based on job title, industry, likelihood to buy, and more. Start converting your B2B audience into high-quality leads today. We'll even give you $100 credit on your next ad campaign. Go to linkedin.com slash customer to claim your credit. That's linkedin.com slash customer. Terms and conditions apply. LinkedIn, the place to be, to be. Um, so, can you hear me? Can you hear me? Okay. Yes, I can. So, what has been your experience with buy-sell agreements, and how do they, what role do they play in this discussion about ownership and valuation? All right, we got to ream the questions in and keep them about, about, um, about this. I can, I can catch up with you about that afterwards. Um, Okay, so it's a $13 million pre-money. Um, it's a $2 million round. There are two new investors. Um, one is going to invest a million. The other one's going to invest half a million. I'm going to follow on and do, um, do half a million in this round. And we're going we're gonna to ask for a 20% um, option pool. And we're going to do it pre-investment. So does anyone know what an option pool is? Go ahead. Yeah, so it's a, it's a percentage of, this, of the um, common stock in the company that's, that you're holding um, to either reward employees for, for doing well or you use it as a recruiting vehicle to hire, I don't know, your CTO, right? Because one of the, one of the um, carrots or the, uh, the main things about, main attractive things about um, joining a startup is the fact that it's, you know, it's gonna grow and you'll have ownership within that startup. So this option pool 
um, allows you to, to basically award and um, reward your employees and soon-to-be employees with stock in the company. Um, and so, at the at the early stages, at the early stages, um, you want a, a pretty hefty um, option pool so that you don't have to to kind of create an option pool again and again and again. Because as you create, as you increase that option pool, you you become diluted, right? Because remember. It's price over um, over shares, right? So once you start adding more shares, you lose, you lose ownership. I'm sorry, he he back there. No. So you actually just mentioned the word dilution. How do you think through, from a term sheet perspective, uh, you know, sort of who gets diluted when? You know, is it founders? Is it subsequent investors? How do you how do you think through that? Yeah. So one of the thing, one of the key things here is this pre pre investment, right? So I want that option pool to be created before I put my money into this round, and the reason I'm doing that is because once that option pool is create at whatever time that option pool is created, whoever owns stock in that company, they're going to own less, right? So I want that to happen before I invest, and entrepreneurs might want that to happen after I invest. So again, it's another it's another point where we, we start to negotiate. She had a question here. He's bringing the mic. Being hefty, oh, sorry, the option pool being hefty. What do you mean by that? With like a ten percent, or like what is? Oh, it it's it's going to vary. I think um, anywhere from ten to twenty percent for a really early company is fair. Um, most of the times, you'll probably get to 15 or, or, or 10 percent at, at this stage. Series A companies um, probably have an option pool around 10 percent, because at, at Series A, you, you probably have your um, most of your key executives in place, which are the ones that are going to um, be awarded most of that option pool. Um, so, you know, you can have a little bit, a little bit less. But in this case, we're asking for for 20, and so. In this spreadsheet, basically what we're what we're doing is we need to say, all right, of that of those 10 um, million authorized shares that we um, that we have, we need 20% of that to be in the option pool. So for those of you spreadsheet jockeys out there, basically just run a, a goal seek, um, and uh, you know so that you set this cell here to to equal um, basically 20% by changing the number here, right? So what happens is this number um, gets bigger, and you can see that my price per share gets smaller. So that's, the, that's, what, that's what we mean by, by dilution. Now, in this um, Series A, right, so we're putting in half a million. These two um, investors are putting in 1.5 million total, which is 2 million. The uh, pre-money valuation is 13 million. And the price per share is basically calculated by the pre-money valuation divided by the sum of the common stock plus the, the stock that was purchased in that note that's now converting into the equity. Everybody got that? All right. Now, you can ask questions if you don't, but I'm assuming you got it. Oh, sure, I'll repeat it. So the, the price per share 
is calculated by taking the, the pre-money valuation, which we set at 13 million, and we're gonna divide that by the sum of the total stock that has been issued in the company, right? So um, the common stock plus the stock that was purchased as a part of the convertible note. Because remember, the convertible note is converting into equity at the first price round, and that's where we are right now. I got it already? All right, cool. Um, all right, so now, now we actually have uh, preferred stock in, in, in the company. I'll get you in a second. Now we actually have preferred stock in the company, right? Because we're investing in a price round Series A. So now I have, you know, I have, before I only had fully, fully diluted ownership, right? Now I have preferred ownership and I have um, total ownership. Anyone know why this is important? Nobody care? State Farm Insurance gets it. Representation alone doesn't equate to authenticity. State Farm understands and wants to help protect our communities by investing in our future, building off the hard work our parents have done before us. We all are looking to create generational wealth so that our families and generations behind us have a better starting point than we did. That begins with financial literacy. State Farm helps fund programs like Project Ready, a National Urban League program committed to the educational achievement of black and brown youth. To date, participants have been awarded over $11 million in scholarships offers as a direct result of contributions from State Farm. At Eating Wallbrook, we hear inspiring rags to riches stories on each episode from our guests, but with State Farm, you can begin to write your own success story. State Farm believes that being better neighbors creates better communities and have a long-lasting impact. Like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. If you're looking for the most epic place on earth, let's start at the base of a massive waterfall. Then trek through the thick jungle. Then climb to the peak of a snowy mountaintop. Then once you get there, keep going. Because with intelligent 4x4 and 7 drive modes and a Nissan Pathfinder, the search is the real adventure. Available feature. Intelligent 4x4 cannot prevent collisions or provide enhanced traction in all conditions. Always monitor traffic and weather conditions. AI might be the most important new computer technology ever. It's storming every industry, and literally billions of dollars are being invested. So buckle up. The problem is that AI needs a lot of speed and processing power. So how do you compete without costs spiraling out of control? It's time to upgrade to the next generation of the cloud. Oracle Cloud Infrastructure, or OCI. OCI is a single platform for your infrastructure, database, application development, and AI needs. OCI has four to eight times the bandwidth of other clouds, offers one consistent price instead of variable regional pricing, and of course, nobody does data better than Oracle. So now you can train your AI models at twice the speed and less than half the cost of other clouds. If you want to do more and spend less like Uber, 8x8, and Databricks Mosaic, take a free test drive of OCI at oracle.com strategic. That's oracle.com strategic. oracle.com strategic. It, comes, it all comes back to control. It all comes back to control, right? So remember I said the difference between common stock and preferred stock is that preferred stock has more privileges, right? And, um, and they, they get to make certain decisions, right? Can you sell your company for a dollar? If I'm an investor and I, and I bought in for $2, I'm gonna say no, right? And the other investors are gonna say that too. There's a concept of um, voting thresholds for, for the um, preferred 
um, stock, stockholders, right? So I could say maybe it's majority. So if we want a decision to go forward, 50% of the preferred, or 50.1, or 50.0000001% of the preferred need to agree to move forward um, with whatever that measure is. So as you're thinking about your investors and who you're taking money from, this becomes really important because there are gonna be some investors that you, you really align with, that you think are, are really good for your company, and there are gonna be other investors that you're like, eh, right? It's, they're okay, but, um, but we need the money, so we let them in. And you just wanna make sure that no one investor can make decisions about your company all by themselves, right? So in this case, Dope VC owns 38% of the preferred ownership, right? Which means that I would then need, you know, I would need, let's see. So I would need it, in most cases, I would lead, need at least two investors to, to agree with me, or at least one other investor to agree with me in order to move that measure forward. And as an, as an entrepreneur, that's something that you, that you wanna make sure. Now, you note that none of the, found, the founders don't have any preferred stock, right? And again, that's because founders get common stock and investors get preferred stock. But what's still important here is how much of the company the founders, the founders own. They got diluted now. Now they own combined 54.3% of the company. So something else you gotta think about as you move closer and closer to exiting this company, right? And you gotta think about how much, you're doing this for a reason, right? You're doing this because at the end of the day, I mean, you may be doing this to, to, for a social good, which is great, but at the end of the day, I think, I think we build companies to, to generate wealth. And so your ownership is really important and understanding you know, what you could get at the end of the road is really, really important. He had a question. Can you, can you talk a little bit about uh, the impact of forfeitures or the expirations of option agreements uh, to your cap table, you know, how forfeit amounts are redistributed? That's a little beyond the scope of this exercise. Um, but I'll, I can talk to you about it offline af afterwards. I feel like we'll get everybody lost. I missed how the um, the note shares convert, like the actual 535 converts into 700K shares. Sure. But general answer to your, to your question, um, if uh, let's say, let's say um, you awarded some number of shares to an employee and they have a vesting period so that's another concept. So there's a vest, vesting period just means that you don't get all that stock at once, right? Which is really, really important because you wanna incentivize your employees to stay and do, and do a good job over a period of time. It's usually a four year period. So let's say this employee leaves at the two year mark. So 50% of, um, you know, of the stock that they've been awarded essentially would have vested, so they own that. The, the other 50% would go back into the pool which is the gist of your question, but I know you wanna get deeper, so we can talk about it later. And, I'm sorry. Oh, right. So, the, the note and how it, how it converted, 
basically, I'll let you see the, the, the formula. So remember, we had a 7%, we had 7% interest on a note, right? So based, and it's a year later. So um, our initial investment amount, which was um, half a million, just multiplying that by 1.07, and that turns into uh, you know, this many shares. And, ag and again, the way that we're calculating those shares is we're taking the, we're either gonna take the price per share or the, or the, disc or the price per share based on the discount, right? Um, which one of these are we gonna take as an investor? price per share, right? Because we're paying less for it. Um, and the way that this is calculated is basically you're taking the common stock, which is all that existed in the, in the company, um, you know, when, when we put our, um, when we did the note, and um, you're putting that into the, 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 the cap, right? Which was uh, ha um, five million. Got it? Okay. Yeah. I, I'm not sure if you're actually going to cover it in the next section, but can you talk about the difference between cumulative preferred stock and non-cumulative preferred stock and how um, that basically ba breaks down as far as, like, um, you know, investor ownership and which one they prefer? Yeah, we'll, we'll get to it um, towards, the, towards the end. Um, all right. So... Uh, three, three, and um, and four. I think we're running short on time, so um, I think, right? Um, the three and four we'll we'll try to put together. Um, so exercise three, basically, we're gonna do the next round of funding. It's a year later, Series B, twenty million uh, pre-money. That's the that's the valuation. Um, it's a ten million dollar round. You got two new investors, each putting in five million, two point um, two point two million, and then. Um, all of the, the Series A investors are doing their pro rata. Um, and for pro rata just means uh, basically it's your ownership in the company before this round, and you're just basically multiplying that percentage. I can't hear you. Zoom in. Can you zoom in? Zoom in. Oh, zoom in. in. Oh. Uh. <laughs> sure. Does that help? I can, yeah. Um, I forgot where I was. Oh, pro rata. Right, so basically you're multiplying your percentage ownership by whatever, however much is coming into the company. Right, so if I owned, um, well, I'll just show you in the, in the model. So, here we go, so series B, basically, um, I can. How's that? All right. So um, basically, my Series B amount, I'm going to calculate it by taking my fully diluted ownership in the company um, times the amount that's being raised in, in the round, right? So one of the terms in, in the term sheet or in the, um, the, the investment documents is you might have a right to invest at your pro rata, right? So that, that, what that does is it makes sure that I can maintain the same level of ownership in the next round of funding, which as an investor is really important to me because I don't, I don't like dilution, right? And I'm thinking about the, the, the carrot at the end of the trail, right? How much am I going to get out of this thing when it's all said and done? 
All right, so all of the other things are this, the same mechanics as, as before. Let's, let's talk about um, exits, all right? So at exit, um, we're saying that the company is now doing 200 million um, <clears throat> in revenue, and this is two years after the Series B. The reason why the time matters is, is because um, we, in venture capital, in investing, um, the, the measure of, um, of success is, is IRR, which is a time-based uh, metric. So it's not just the, the dollar amount, but it's how quickly did I return that dollar amount to, to my investors. So the fact that it's not um, one year later um, is, is really important. But so it's two years later um, after the Series B. There were no investments after the Series B, which is also really important. Um, reason that why that is, that's important is because if I did not participate, I didn't invest in the Series B, then there's going to be some level of dilution. So because there was no um, round and I didn't, there was no round for me to invest in, there's no um, dilution for me to, to worry about. Yeah. For those pro rata rights, uh, do you have to put more money in as one of the original founders um, when the money is raised in the Series B? Founders don't have pro rata rights. Not founders, I'm sorry, the original investors. Yeah, so that, that's, that's what I was saying. If, um, if, you, if you have that privilege, if you have that right, then in order to maintain it, you have to invest whatever that number is in this round. If you don't, you lose it, generally speaking. Um, five minutes? Okay. Um, so just to wrap this up, uh, and we're, we're applying the exit multiple of five. So exit multiple is basically um, created in the same you, you get it um, bas basically looking at public companies and other private companies in the space, and you, and you determine um, whatever that is. Maybe you take the median of a bunch of public companies of their, um, their trailing 12-month uh, uh, revenue, and you, and you apply it. Um, so what we did here, really quickly, uh, two million um, revenue, in revenue at the time, and it's an exit multiple of five, so the exit valuation is basically a billion, and then um, our our take of that is uh, whatever our fully diluted ownership was at that time times that billion, which gives us basically 109 million. And then to calculate IRR, you can create a you guys have the the table, but um, you basically create a, a table similar to this, which basically here captures your your outflows. So what I invested as negative numbers and then ultimately what I'm gonna get back. And the formula here is basically just an XIRR on the, um, on the, ex the, the, the exit number. And, and that's how you get to the, to the end. Only other thing that um, you guys should wanna consider here is the concept of liquidation preference. Um, and so liquidation preference uh, comes into account at the, at the, at the very end, right? Uh, the standard these days is, is 1x liquidation preference. So what that means is, um, remember I said that preferred has certain privileges that common doesn't. One of those privileges is that we get paid before you, the entrepreneur that's doing all the work, gets paid because we put up the money. It's fair. Um, and so 1x means that as soon as we, um, we get our ownership, uh, whatever, our ownership uh, whatever our percentage is of that return, then the common holders start to get their returns, right? Now, if you do something like a 2x liquidation um, preference, 
now you're getting into a, a place where the investors uh, is getting a little bit more than um, maybe what some say maybe more than what they deserve, but it depends on the situation when the deal was done. So now, once we get to 1x, right, now everyone starts participating and including us. So we're continuing to, so right alongside you, I'm taking, I'm, I'm, I'm taking more cash in, more cash in until I get to two times my, my, um, my ownership in the company. So pretty, a lot of people think this is unfair to entrepreneurs, a little um, founder unfriendly. So typically it's 1x. Um, but really important for you, for you to note and something critical for you to think about as you're thinking through and negotiating um, terms. And I think we are out of time, but I could probably take one question, one or two questions. A gentleman, a gentleman behind me wanted to know if the slides were available somewhere or do you have a course that you teach? Yes, so in a, num in a, in a few places. So um, HBCU VC, um, they, they, uh, it's one of our interns. Um, they, they have a, an online course and uh, I provided a, a, some of the content for that so you can find it there. Also, these specific, um, this specific PowerPoint presentation and the Excel document I think have been sent to everyone um, through, through Blavity and Afrotech. Uh, they didn't send one with the answers, but I'm sure they'll, they'll do that right after the session. All right, thank you. Black Tech Green Money is a production of Blavity Afrotech on the Black Effect Podcast Network and iHeartMedia. And it's produced by Morgan DeBond and me, Will Lucas, with additional production support by Love Beach and Marissa Lewis. Special thank you to Micah Davis, Adam Sims, and Sakara Savanyan. You know, like the wine? Yes, that's his real name. Learn more about my guests and other tech disruptors and innovators at afrotech.com. Enjoying Black Tech Green Money? Leave us a five-star rating on iTunes. Go get your money. Peace and love. You know a spot, but not just a spot, the spot. Actually, with the 2023 Nissan Frontier, you know a bunch of them. But the key to these great spots, being able to reach them in the first place. Your spot is out there. Find your frontier in the 2023 Nissan Frontier with standard 310 horsepower, advanced tech, and 281 pound-feet of torque. State Farm Insurance gets it. Representation alone doesn't equate to authenticity. State Farm understands and wants to help protect our communities by investing in our future, building off the hard work our parents have done before us. We all are looking to create generational wealth so that our families and generations behind us have a better starting point than we did. That begins with financial literacy. State Farm helps fund programs like Project Ready, a National Urban League program committed to the educational achievement of Black and Brown youth. To date, 
Participants have been awarded over $11 million in scholarships offers as a direct result of contributions from State Farm. At Eating While Broke, we hear inspiring rags to riches stories on each episode from our guests, but with State Farm, you can begin to write your own success story. State Farm believes that being better neighbors creates better communities and have a long lasting impact. Like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. Take your business further with the smart and flexible American Express Business Gold Card. It offers flexible spending capacity that adapts to your business. You can also earn up to $395 in annual statement credits on eligible purchases at select business merchants. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash businessgoldcard. Black Tech Green Money isn't just about telling the stories of successful black entrepreneurs. It's also about giving actionable and wealth building strategies that help you protect the future of our communities. That's why we're pleased to be supported by State Farm Insurance. State Farm also believes that we must invest in our communities to achieve economic growth by sponsoring programs like the AXO, which rewards high school students for their academic achievements. State Farm believes that being better neighbors creates better communities. Like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. You know a spot, but not just a spot, the spot. Actually, with the 2023 Nissan Frontier, you know a bunch of them. But the key to these great spots, being able to reach them in the first place. Your spot is out there. Find your Frontier in the 2023 Nissan Frontier with standard 310 horsepower, advanced tech, and 281 pound-feet of torque. With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. AT&T connects and ode to podcasts. Connect the alarm. Change the podcast you stream. Connect the snooze. 10 more minutes to dream. Connect the shower. Lather up with the news. Sports talk, comedians, or movie reviews. Connect with that three-hour philosophy show. Change the driving to work in traffic so slow. Connect the dishes to voices that glow. Thank you to the geniuses of spoken audio. Connect the stories. Change your perspective. Connecting changes everything. AT&T. Do you dream of a healthier life, but education feels out of reach? Trinity School of Natural Health makes holistic education accessible with online programs to fit your busy schedule. Trinity School of Natural Health makes holistic education accessible with online programs to fit your busy schedule. Trinity School's Certified Natural Health Professional Program is the perfect entry point to gain foundational knowledge to empower yourself, your family, and your community to live healthier lives. Turn your passion into a career. Visit trinityschool.org for more more info now.